Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Unbelievable podcast. I am BJ Rydell, back here with my guy, Drew Maholt, and today we're getting you guys prepped for the NFL draft coming later on this week with another mock draft. Um, I'm sure you probably haven't seen enough mock drafts already, um, and that's why we're doing this, is to make sure that you, you know, have get your entire fill of mock drafts for this yeah. year. You can't so, find them anywhere on Twitter, anywhere online. There's nowhere to find a mock draft. So we're going to give you another one. Exactly, exactly. So if you listen to the previous show, uh, we did our first mock draft. Uh, what we're trying to do here is just obviously just one-off ourselves in the last one. Try to do a little bit better. Try to make it a little bit more um, favorable given the Viking circumstances. Um, so you guys know what we're after. You know what we're looking for. Um, however, we would like to do a quick discussion here on – uh, what we can do better and the ways that we're kind of taking a different approach this time based off the results we got last time. So, Drew, why don't you quick go over what we did last time in brief and then we'll uh, we'll get into that discussion. Yeah, so last time um, I think, you know, we, we got a lot of the guys that we wanted to get, right? right. Um, Denzel Mims, that receiver, was the first uh, pick the Vikings made in our mock draft at 25 overall. Um, we traded down from 22 with Kansas City to get the 32nd pick. Um, we got Jeff Gladney out of that. Mm-hmm. So we addressed receiver and corner right away. We actually addressed corner again in the second round, 58 overall, Damon Arnett from Ohio State. And then we had to pick five picks later. This is kind of where we thought we maybe made a mistake. Um, so at 58, Isaiah Wilson was on the board, the tackle. Right. And um, instead of, you know, we figured, okay, five picks later, he might be on the board. Otherwise, our backup option there is Tyler Biedish, guard from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson was gone. Um, five picks later at 63, which is one of the picks, another pick we got in that trade with Kansas City. Um, so we took B a dish, and then we did not address tackle the rest of the draft. Um, so we had a gap there between six, 63 and 105, where in hindsight, uh, for those in between that gap, probably should trade it up, try to get a pick in that 80 to 90 sure. range to grab a tackle. It did not. So the rest of the draft, Jabari Zuniga, an edge, uh, Leona, Florida. Richard Lawrence, defensive lineman from LSU, I believe. Mm-hmm. Alohi Gilman, safety from Notre Dame. Shaq Quarterman, linebacker. Josh Kelly at running back. Lamar Jackson at corner. Kelly Bryant, quarterback. And Michael Donna, uh, an edge rusher. So, um, no, we address. I mean, that's that's three cornerbacks that are drafted, right? Uh, and no offensive tackles. So that's kind of the big uh, glaring mistake I think on our pass draft. But I do like the players 
that we did find or get ourselves uh, to, to be added to the Vikings roster with that mock draft there. So, um, you know, I think the big one here is just not to avoid tackle uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, maybe replace one of those three corners with a tackle to balance things out a little bit. But again, I, I think going receiver and corner, those are definitely going to be the top two needs and probably should be right. the first two that are that we you know go after. Um, otherwise, if there's a tackle that falls, if there's a, a uh, uh, I guess that's probably the one position that, you know, if there's a tackle that falls to 22, 25, that maybe shouldn't, that's maybe you got to capitalize on that. But, um, similar strategy here. I would not imagine. I think we agree that it seems likely that the Vikings will trade down at least one of those two first round picks trade down to the second round or the end of the first mm-hmm. and, uh, gather some more picks in the mid rounds. So we'll probably try to do something similar in our mock draft. Yeah. You know, just to kind of go off what you said, um, I, I think we did a lot of things right with our last mock draft. Like, there's a lot of carryover. You know, like Drew said, getting the the, the high positional value at positions of need uh, that was huge, and taking care of that immediately, and being able to kind of um, have a little a little, uh, little more finesse as we moved on throughout the draft. So that part is good. Um, the the glaring thing is just offensive linemen for me. I mean, I didn't I don't see anything else in that mock draft last week that I'm not thrilled about and honestly if you flipped a tackle for one other pick maybe uh, I think that draft would have been you know very ha- I would have been very satisfied with that as a Vikings fan um, if that you know became um, a reality so overall here just the, the like same strategy basically as last time I assume for the most part um, and then barring a you know barring a few changes to our strategy regarding acquiring more offensive linemen and really the strategy itself doesn't change much. It's just a matter of we need more of those in bulk. Um, and I think that's apparent to everyone in Minnesota, despite um, how regularly Rick Spielman seems to agree with our style last week in drafting only one offensive lineman. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's let's jump in here. Let's just get right to it. Um, this is probably going to end up being a rather short episode just because this is our only thing on tap today. So let's uh, let's do this mock draft and see if we can improve on our first one. Perfect. So, um for those of you who listened last week, I made the mistake of doing a one-round mock draft to begin with and then a seven-rounder. So I have it at seven rounds. Um, last time we did 25% of the board is kind of factored in with PFF rankings and 75% public. This time we're going to go 50 and 50, so 50% PFF, 50% public. Um, we're going to have teams draft for needs and draft for positional value. Uh, and then we're also going to increase the randomness scale. The last time we did kind of the middle of the road random scale, which was going to be a little bit more random just to see if anything, uh, r- I guess, random would pop up. Um, and we'll have to maybe adapt on the fly. So um, starting the mock here, again, double-checking seven rounds. It appears as if I have that correct. All right. All right. So do we want to make a trade? No trade right away. We're gonna me. we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna trade up, right? We're going to continue as so far with twenty two and twenty five. Now again, usually when you get to that pick um, on the PFF mock simulator, anyway, um, then it gives you the option to trade down when that pick is made. So, mm-hmm. all right, mock draft has started. Burrow goes first. Tua goes five to Miami. Ceedee Lamb six to the Chargers. Henry Rugg seven to Carolina. That's interesting. Ooh, that would be fun. Um, we have C.J. Henderson off the board, 11 to the Jets. 
Jerry Judy to the Browns, 10th. That could be really fun for, for Cleveland there. If Odell Beckham gets traded to Minnesota, right? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should touch on that a little bit. Uh, I don't know how re- relevant those I don't rumors are. Don't. but Okay, Vikings on the clock. Josh Jones, by the way, tackled from Houston, picked two picks before Minnesota here, 20th overall to Jacksonville. Uh, so looking at just the, the big board here of best players available, Justin Herbert, QB Oregon, has not been selected yet. Uh, Grant Delpit, AJ Epineza, Justin Jefferson was a guy I think we considered last time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey Betton, tackle Louisville. I think that's is that how you say his name. I don't even yeah. know how you say his name. Becton, yeah. Becton. Uh, Jalen Rager, AJ Terrell, Terrell cornerback Clemson Jalen Johnson another guy that seems that the Vikings seem to be interested in as is Jeff Gladney also available uh but I gotta say Becton seems to be the, the tackle that maybe fell here that maybe would not uh or hasn't in uh in other simulations I've seen that Vikings might want to take advantage of here that's uh so that just that makes it interesting the only thing that I would say is that you've also got AJ Terrell there as well and I think that's a name that's been connected a lot to the Vikings. It I don't. Has. I don't see that as. I don't know if. I don't know if I love the value here at twenty-two. Vikings do pick in three picks. Keep they that do in mind. Pick in three picks. So the thing is here is by drafting an offensive tackle at twenty-two, we erase a huge need first of all, but a different type of need, and we have to. We're gonna have to dramatically adjust our strategy from last time because. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, we didn't draft a tackle last time. So that changes everything already. Right. Um, but I think the value is good here. I mean, this is a position of need for the Vikings. Um, it's arguably the second most important position in the NFL. Third, if you consider, you know, edge Depends rusher. Depends on your quarterback. If you get a yeah. mobile quarterback, not as important. But if you have someone like, I don't know, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> does round a lot. Tackle becomes very important. Absolutely. And I think the fact that you do get to draft in three more picks just makes you that much more confident in the fact that you're just you're getting that fortifying piece now and you can get your flash pick three picks later. And which... so I will say the cornerbacks that the Vikings have been linked to the most, at least from what I've seen, right. Terrell, jo- Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney, they're all there mm-hmm. on the board still. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so important. you're probably going to get one of those guys available and it, there's a chance that all three of them are available at 25 still. I think you got to make um, this pick here. I think you got to go with the offensive tackle. I think I think you do too. I haven't seen many simulations where Becton has fall has fallen this far. And Although so. I do think in reality here, this is just something that a system just straight up cannot do. I think in reality, if Becton was there at twenty two in real life, I think the Vikings would have a very very good trade offer on the table. That's so, true. That's but, true. The reason why now, is because he's a good player, well, and maybe the Vikings need him. Let's just discuss trades. So, I mean, looking at the teams that are willing to trade up to this spot, there is a lot. So, I mean, in, in theory that, uh, you know, you might be right about that. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams that are willing to trade for the Vikings pick here. And the closest one to the 22nd pick is the Saints at 24. So, trade down two spots. Now, that probably means, uh, obviously, this in theory, if you're going to trade away from a spot, it probably means they're going to go up. The Saints aren't going to tackle here. Yeah. Um, that they want to develop. I think the we got to take the guy because I don't want to make. The, I'm not. I don't want to make this mistake again with a good offensive <laughs> tackle. We just made on the board. this mistake last time. Right. Don't want to do the same thing. I don't right. want to mess around. I don't want to do it. Just give me the offensive tackle. Let's get that piece. Let's kick right. Reef inside and let's keep Ryan O'Neill where he's comfortable. And all of a sudden, I think you can okay. be happy about 
what the Vikings' okay. offensive line looks like. We selected Becton. Nice. 23 was, ooh, interesting, Justin Herbert to the Patriots at 23rd. I like overall. that. I like that in real life. That should happen. I know. I know. <laughs> and then uh, the Saints took Rager at 24. And so now Vikings up at 25 again. So, I like I said before, all three of those corners are available. I would check trades. That's the first thing I'm doing. So, here. yeah, that's I think so too. Now, the top, well, there's one team that is interested in trading uh, with the Vikings. It is the Chargers, and their next pick is 37th overall yeah, so no no i can't no, do i don't it. like I need, that i don't like that yeah. i don't either i need to get one of these guys here um so justin jefferson is still on the board yes justin jefferson uh, is the board. now is, one option that you you know you probably should consider here is trading you know making a pick here and then trading up that's what i was yeah right to right. the second earlier second round to grab a corner one or of those the back three guys the first or in back and end of the first yeah so Which okay, is, I'm, the Vikings have done that before, right? Right. Uh, okay. I think this is down to cornerbacks here. I think the wide receiver pick is the most is the easiest pick to get back in for. Okay. I think it can that, drop receivers available that are um, on this list here. You have Justin Jefferson. You have T. Higgins. You have Brandon Ayuk. Yep. You have KJ Hamler is the next one on this on this big board here. So we basically have. Th- I guess we. I guess we really have three guys apiece that I like at each position. Um, that's just personal preference, straight yeah. up. Okay, so, yeah, um, so I'm, I'm guessing Jefferson, Higgins, Ayuk, and then Terrell, Johnson, Gladney. Right. For corners. Exactly. So you got six guys there that you would pick at this spot, but the fact that there's six available right. um, suggests, hey, maybe you want to think about trading down or at least making right. a pick and then getting back up into the end of the first, potentially. Right. Um, okay, so based off the simulations we have run, we know that Jefferson tends to slip to around the 27 to 32 range. We know that Gladney will be there in that 29 to 32 range. That doesn't help us narrow down which position to take. Um, I think that the three corners on that board there are more likely to pan out as a star than the three wide receivers that we have listed. Okay, so you, what you're so, saying is you want to make sure you lock down a corner right now. Yes. Okay. I would go corner, and also wide receiver, and just like, I, I know someone's screaming this right now, the wide receiver class is also considerably deeper. It's yes, like, that, that's know, true. 20 that's true. wide receiver class, so. Okay, so now we've narrowed it down to corner. A.J. Terrell, Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney. So this of is... Of those three, who do you like the most? This is, it comes down to Terrell and Gladney for me. Okay. Uh, I don't have a problem agree, with actually. Johnson, but those are the two I just I, I may, and may, honestly it might just be information wise like I just know more about those two guys. I love Clemson corners. Um, the McK- Mackenzie Alexander did not pan out, I guess, super well, not mm-hmm. poorly either. Um, but in general, I like I like the the way that they kind of breed that position group there. TCU, on the other hand, I'm speaking schools. I'm trying to narrow this down with just the. You know, the pieces of information that we can pick apart with right. these guys because they're both going to fit the scheme, right? There's no eliminate. That's not going to eliminate either one of these players. The Vikings have met with both of them, so in reality, this is a situation they might actually run into. And I think that the more pro-ready player, based off of his program, is probably Terrell. But it, this is not to say that Gladney yeah. isn't pro-ready either. It so, just comes from TCU. Last which time is we different. did this a lot. We deferred to Jordan Reed's big board, right? Right. Did that quite a bit. Um, For reference, Gladney is 24 on Jordan Reed's big board. A.J. Terrell is 45. 
in terms of overall player ranking. Uh, with Gladney at the third ranked cornerback, then Terrell at six. Yeah. Just for reference. Uh, I, and now, that, I'm not saying we have to go that route or have to do this, whatever. So um, I'm fine. The thing about that dif- excuse me, that differentiator right there is that the Jordan Reed differentiator includes like a million differentiators. So I tend to true. lean with the fact that, you know, if he believes that Gladney is stone cold, the better corner of the two players there, I would probably take him. Now, at the same time, as I'm looking at this board, Justin Jefferson is his wide receiver four and ranked number 18 overall. So are we, are we doing too much with positional value here? Are we trying too hard to get this guy? Cause they're, I mean, there are other good cornerbacks, too. Like, this isn't a position that's as deep as this wide receiver class. But I, this is this is a tough situation because I feel like you can't really go wrong, but at the same time, you can go wrong no matter what. And I think the safest thing for us to do, I, I know I've gone a lot of different directions during this monologue here, but I think the safest thing to do is to take Jeff Gladney. Okay. I like that. We did that last time. We were confident in that pick right. at 32 overall. Um, I don't I think hate it at 25 either. I don't hate it at 25 either. Now, I'm going to have to make sure I'm on my toes here. I'm going to draft, and then I'm going to try and pause the draft at the end of the first round, make sure we can slide up, and then see what our options are to trade up and get Jefferson or uh, Ayuk or some receiver, one of those three receivers that we talked about. So, Gladney at 25. I would hit pause right now. I would like try to get to like 27. We got at 30. So, who's came off the board? With that being said, Justin Jefferson is still on the board. That's who I want. Okay, let's do it. So, we're at 30 overall right now. T. Higgins is gone. Uh, but Justin, as far as I'm aware, yeah, Jeff- Justin Jefferson is still on the board. This is the, by the way, Green Bay's pick. So, I don't know how realistic it would be to trade with your <laughs> divisional rival, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so, let's make an offer for the 30th overall selection. Right. So we have to get rid of our second and probably like our fourth at the minimum, I feel like. We could also give up future picks if we want to go that route. But we are willing to give up 58, yep. probably 105 too. We'll start with that. That's fine. Okay, so right now the trade is 30th overall for 58 and 105. Mm-hmm. We'll start with that. And has been accepted. Okay. All right. So we're moving up to number 30 with the Green Bay Packers. All right. <laughs> Seems realistic, right? All right. Justin Jefferson is the pick. That's the top player on this board. Good. That's what we want. That's, All right. We're that's go a Justin perfect Jefferson. first round. If you're a Vikings fan, that's a perfect first round. You can't, do, you, you can't do better than that. All right. So now the Vikings don't pick for, I mean, a while, right? Right. So we're seeing players fly off the board here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to pause it quick just so we can. I'm gonna, so it's 89, I believe, is the next pick, right? Okay. I've paused at 62. In the, Do you want to trade up back into the end of the second round here? Or, so or is that... we have – what do we have right now? We've got a third-round pick, right? Yeah. 89 is the third, or third round pick, 89. Okay, and then we don't draft again until the fifth, but we have two fifth-round picks, correct? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Okay. I would, I would say – Probably don't. have that up. I would say don't trade up. Okay. And I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna trading make down I... with the next pick, barring the player that we want. Okay, trade down then. Uh, I'm with thinking 89. Yeah. This seems like the right, right move. I'm gonna just, 
I'm just pulling up a list of the actual picks the Vikings have so I don't lose track. Because <laughs> it doesn't list it on PFF here. Um, okay. So I'm going to continue the draft right now. I pause it at 62. I'm just going to review here what has taken place. Ezra Cleveland, a tackle that has mm-hmm. been kind of popular, went 45th overall to Tampa Bay. Okay. Antoine Winfield went to Miami, 39th overall. Um, looks like the first running back off the board was DeAndre Swift to the Detroit Lions, 35 overall. I don't hate that. Um, Uter, ooh, yeah, Gross Matos mm-hmm. fell to 58 overall uh, to Green to Green Bay uh, of all teams there. So that's our pick. They took our pick. And they yeah, they yeah, took. that's true. That is that is. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Okay. So we had to wait a while. That's what happened there. Yeah. So we're, we've waited a while. I still have a pause. I'm going to resume it here and then go to 89 and we'll see what happens. All right. Selfishly, I know we are. I know we are drafted tackle. I'm selfishly hoping Barch is available and we can draft two tackles. <laughs> Bia just, just went 84th. Okay. That's somewhat disappointing. He does have the medical history though. I get Rams. it. Rams. All right, so we're up at 89. Top players on the board, Jake Fromm, Ooh, Tyler yep, Johnson. That's it. Lock it in. Lock it in. If you can get Jake Fromm in the third, yes, lock that in. Jake Fromm is on the board. Just wanted to note other players available. <laughs> ben Barch, Isaiah Wilson, a lot of tackles here, um, the way this worked out. Uh, but you have Tyler Johnson as well from Minnesota. You have Cam Akers, running back from Florida State, probably not going to go that route. Um, the best guard available right now, Damian Lewis from LSU. Or Robert Hunt from Louisiana. Okay. Uh, but I, it so sounds it's, it's, like... It's from Barch or Johnson, basically. Or did we look at the edge rushers at all? Are there... I mean, edge rushers, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee. Because we don't, we don't have another pick until the fifth now. Yeah, so the pick next pick after this is 132, and then 155, 201, 205. So, I mean... Yeah. That's the risk. That's the thing with trading. You know, do you, do we want to trade down here, get some of that capital back, or you can get your quarterback? Oh yeah, we could trade. The There's three guys right there though that I just named. So could... trade down options: Kansas City at 96 overall. So that's seven picks. Okay. Seven picks down. Carolina at 113. What does Kansas City offer? Let's find out. Let's try to trade down with Kansas City. So this year we want to have 96 from them. And let's grab 138 as well yeah. from them. And then we will give up number 89. Mm-hmm. And should we grab, throw them like 201 as well? Throw more. So yeah, is that our seventh rounder? There's multiple seventh rounders. Yeah, I mean, we give, have, them, give them one Vikings of our seventh rounders. 201, 205, 219, 249, 253. Like there's a lot of Give picks. them 219. Okay, we'll try that. So right now the offer is 89 and 219 for 96 and 138. Mm-hmm. I like that. The offer has been accepted. So the Vikings nice. move down from 89 to 96 and then gain 138 as well. Okay. So Ben Barch, Wilson off the board. Fromm was not taken. Yeah. Give me, Still give on me the board. Fromm. We're taking Fromm. We're going to take Fromm. Okay. We're, we're not so, even going to look at the other options, right? Not even looking. No. We have, we have no. 132, 138 coming up. Yeah. I guess that's still in like 30-some picks. but Yeah. Um, so 
Here's the thought process here. You've already fortified the main pieces that you need to get. You needed to get an offensive tackle. You needed to get a wide receiver. You needed to get a cornerback. You got those three pieces in the first round. Now you get to have a little bit of fun. You can either add to that depth at corner. You can add to that depth at wide receiver. You can add to the offensive line depth. Or you can go rogue. And I'm suggesting that we go rogue here because the two options are you can either go edge or quarterback. I'm more comfortable... Here's the thing. I know the way you feel about yeah. I know the way you feel about Sean Mannion. Right. And it seems like based on you know intel from uh, I think you've seen guys like Dougie and some of the insiders locally have suggested that the Vikings and Jake Fromm have had communication. And uh, you know he's not. I think from last couple years maybe of his career not necessarily as impressive as maybe right the promise showed right away. But he has sort of a Kirk Cousins type skill set. so, yeah, I'm I'm okay with taking Fromm here. I, I let's go let's go with Fromm. Let's do it. I want to go rogue. Let's let's get weird. go rogue. All right, Fromm has been selected. Now the Vikings have to wait about thirty some picks or so here. Tyler Johnson goes to the Giants, ninety nine overall. Okay, might look back and regret that one. Possible. Might. You might. Okay, so. This is going to get interesting now to see what's left for like edge rushers and other right. positions like that. Okay, 132 overall. Best players available here. Uh, Antonio Gibson, running back slash uh, skill, basically a skill position player of all kinds from Memphis, mm-hmm. can play receiver as well in the slot, what have you. And for any Jennings and Edge Malabama, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's an option. Ben Bredesen, a guard from Michigan. Shane Lemieux, a guard from Oregon. Uh, also, Bryson Hopkins, tight end from Purdue. And Licky Fo- Fotu, uh, interior defensive lineman uh, from Utah. Those None of these of guys top. are really jumping off the board to me. You also have not far down the list, Alohi Gilman, at safety from Notre Dame that we selected last time uh, right. as well. So, as of now, it appears more and more as this kind of plays out that uh, – Anthony Harris will be a Viking for this year and probably in the future once they get an extension figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I lean, I guess I lean the edge rusher, the kid from Alabama. Anthony Jennings from yeah. Alabama. I don't, I don't have any confidence in that pick. I, I don't really, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the guy other than I've seen him play. So coming from coming from Alabama, coming from the SEC, um, those are things that you could be confident in just inherently. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that he's co- coached by Nick Saban, that doesn't hurt either. Um, you know, I, and the fact that I just straight up, I just don't love anyone else that's on the board right now. There's no one that's really popping off. The, is there any, is there a running back? You know, mm-hmm. so we are only in the fourth round, right? Running back. I mean, Antonio Gibson, Memphis, and mm-hmm. then you got Kayshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. You have moving even farther down. This is kind of going a ways down now. Yeah. You know, Benjamin, Arizona State. And again, the Vikings picking six more picks. So Yeah, I would take Jennings, I suppose. Okay. Go Jennings. Give some depth to that edge rushing spot where the Vikings have lost Griffin and have lost Stephen Weatherly as well. Right. We probably need another corner at some point. So I think that should be our target here. So at 138. Ben Brett is in the guard for Michigan, still there. Mm-hmm. You have... Antonio Gibson from Memphis again. 
You have McTelvin Ajim, defensive lineman from Arkansas. Where are we at at corner? Is there anyone? There isn't really. Uh, there's a pretty big drop off here for corners. It's disappointing. <laughs> um, how about the offensive lineman, the, one, the Michigan kid? What'd you say his name was again? Ben Bredesen. I feel like, okay, so I, we can at least get we can get a scouting report on this guy real quick, and we can try to figure out if if that fits, if that's a good fit. Um, Otherwise, uh, so here's okay. I, I keep saying Gibson because my my roommate a couple of days ago said he watched his highlights and loved him, and it seems kind of like a like a Sproles type that can played running back, and that's his like where you'll see him on the depth chart, but will you know is kind of a gadget guy can blind up in the slot as well interesting from that perspective um could be a little bit of a, a fun toy to play with for for kubiak if he's that type of offensive coordinator which i don't think he he might not be but so brett is in six five three fifteen thirty one and one eighths arms ten and one eighths hands you got a five point nine nine grade from nfl.com and for from Jordan Reed, he's he's 123rd ranked overall prospect, interior offensive lineman number eight. As far as his body, I don't hate that. None of it sounds bad. Um, he's also a big Joe Thomas fan, apparently. Well, that doesn't suck. That doesn't Joe suck. Joe Thomas either. is a nice guy to emulate. Absolutely. Um, strengths: burly with broad shoulders. Peppery pass punch. I love NFL words. Uh, <laughs> NFL.com scouting reports. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Lance Zierlein. Looks for work when he's uncovered. I love that. That's one of my favorite traits. Uh, weaknesses. Athletic limitations. He's at guard. I'm okay with that. Um, effectiveness diminishes away from his phone booth. <laughs> So I mean that's interesting though because so in the Vikings being in a zone right scheme right it's going to take some movement mm-hmm. um, and a true. big like he's a very tall he's six five that's a huge guard or height wise that for a guard that's pretty tall I'm, um, I, yeah I'm leaning that he might not be a great fit yeah just by based on based on that and the athleticism uh, doubts there it doesn't seem like he'd fit well with the the zone running scheme in Minnesota. How about a wide receiver? What do we got wide left there? Wide receiver. Top option, Isaiah Hodgins, Oregon State. We have Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin. Hmm. So we're not really getting much help there. You could either. also trade down if you really want to do that. We could trade down. Oh, no, you can't because nobody's interested in that pick. So we're not <laughs> trading down. Okay. Um give me the Michigan offensive lineman. I don't I don't think that there's a better option here. At least we get to build depth at the position sure okay not necessarily the best fit but we have depth at offensive line we do we do get that now we need corner probably need wide receiver so next pick here is in 17 picks at 155 alohi gilman is still there for safeties um cornerback from iowa michael oj mudia I can't be how you say that, but that's uh, the top cornerback available, according to our big board here. That's 50% PFF, 50% other public um, big boards. You also have Reggie Robinson, the second from Tulsa. 
as a cornerback that is available. And then another guy we drafted last time, Richard Lawrence, the interior D lineman from LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that we liked him as well last time. I don't so a couple, hate that a, a pick. couple guys I remember from last from let's the do, last draft: Gilman do, and Robin or and uh, um, Lawrence. Lawrence. Let's yeah. do. I think we do Lawrence here. Um, add some depth to the interior that defensive needs, line that positions. Needs be, that needs to be fortified quite a yeah. bit too. I mean, there's, there's weaknesses everywhere. Mm-hmm. I would go with that one. Yeah. Okay. So Lawrence. One, five overall, Richard Lawrence. The Vikings don't pick now for almost 50 picks. It's at 201. Uh, so this is going to be, unless the Vikings, unless at this point we want to trade, you know, in mm-hmm. 20-ish picks, want to trade up. We have, Vikings have four picks in the 200s range. Want to trade up for, see what's up there for a cornerback position. So we've made, what, five picks so far. We have our offensive tackle. We have our wide receiver. We have our corner. We got a new quarterback or, you know, a potentially a future quarterback. Um, and we got an edge rusher from Alabama. And guard. And then we, Michigan. Just, we got the guard from Michigan. And that's our six picks so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we need to trade down for more picks. Um, okay. or I wouldn't. If there's a name that jumps out at you, particularly at running back or edge rusher, or potentially corner as well. I think those are the only reasons we'd move up. Um, you know, Benjamin is, I know, a guy you liked. Yeah. Um, he looks like he'll go relatively soon here. Um, he's probably 10 or 15 names down this big board. Yeah, that's probably not worth trading up for, though. Um, are you letting it fly right now, or are you paused? Lamar Jackson's kind of a ways down. He might be able to get him at 201, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll let I'll let Lawrence fly here. Yep. By that I mean I'm going to draft him. Mm-hmm. I like that move. That's good for us too. Okay. So, we're watching names fall off the board here. I'm kind of waiting for Eno Benjamin to be selected. There's Gibson off the board. That running back from Memphis. We're at 187. I have not seen Eno Benjamin selected yet, actually. Shea Patterson and Josh Love were taken. You know, Benjamin now is on the board. It's 201 overall. Okay. I know that was a guy you liked. Is I that do, what you want to do, do like here? Him. I do like him as a player. Um, positional need, obviously, probably on the low end relative to the Vikings. Sure. Safety, corner, anyone at defensive backs out there? Defensive back. Safety, Cameron Curl from Arkansas. Okay. Uh, you got a, a few running backs down here, some interior defensive linemen, Carlos Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Davis as well. A couple of Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, an edge rush from Syracuse, Alton Robinson. Seen him linked to the Vikings before. Also, Lamar Jackson, corner from Nebraska, is on the board as well. Uh, Vikings do pick in four picks as well after this. Okay. Um, I would take – this is this position where I would just start taking best player available. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Benjamin is close to the best player available here. The On this on this big board, Jonathan Garvin, the edge from Miami, is – technically the biggest but then you have you know benjamin so let's do let's do that let's lock him in benjamin yeah i would yeah let's do that all right four picks later at 205 jonathan garvin edge from miami is the best player available still mm-hmm. cam brown linebacker for penn state i like that pick we're in, we're in special teams territory. We are in special teams territory now. That is correct. Um, 
Daryl Williams, a guard from Mississippi State. Although we kind of addressed guard already. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that. It's so got to go be Cam Cam Brown, grab a special teams guy. Or is Lamar Jackson still there? I believe so. I would take him then. Yes, Give Lamar us another Jackson. corner. Give us a second corner. Also, Miles Bryant from Washington, another corner that's available. Or Stanford Samuels, the third from Florida State. Hmm. Those are other corners, although we were familiar with Lamar Jackson last time. That's who I would go with here. I would go with Lamar Jackson, cornerback, right. Nebraska. All right. Off the board. Now the Vikings are not selecting until, I think, 249. So, But our draft class is nearly finalized. we got Becton, 22 overall, mm-hmm. and Gladney, 25, traded up into the first for Justin Jefferson. Yep. And then got Jake Fromm, 96, and then went Anthony Jennings. Uh, then it was the guard from Michigan, and now I can't see the rest of the picks because it's blocked because we're up now. <laughs> uh, 249 okay. overall couple of tight ends no <laughs> no all right hard no alton robinson edge from syracuse keith ismail san diego state guard dane jackson cornerback pit tyler huntley quarterback utah oh yeah we already, we already figured out quarterback <laughs> uh you've mentioned this is special teams time francis bernard a linebacker from utah mm. michael walker court linebacker from fresno state Again, no one, no one really at this point that I'm super familiar with. Right, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm um, with you. Who is the best player available right now? Two tight ends. Okay, who's number Josiah? Three? <laughs> number three, John Penasini, defensive lineman, Utah. Okay. That's... Interior defensive lineman. That's Otherwise, not... it's JJ Taylor, running back, Arizona. Miles Bryant, cornerback, Washington. Let's do that. Let's do the cornerback. Another corner. Another corner. Yeah. Late in the draft. Because, yeah. Because corners can be special teamers as well. The yeah, gunners, gunners especially. Um, you can add. I mean, we need depth at that position regardless of who it is. I, I would love to see 12 true. guys competing out there if, like, if that was a reality. So yep. give me more All depth right. at that position. Yeah. Made the pick. We're up again with the final pick of the draft at 253. And I'm just looking. I mean, a lot of the same guys as before. Dane Jackson, Keith Ismail, guard San Diego State. Elton Robinson, edge Syracuse. Tyler Huntley, quarterback Utah. Again, we already figured that out, so why am I even saying? I would take a wide receiver here. Going wide receiver. Yeah. You got Austin Mack from Ohio State. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Anyone else? Kalia Lipscomb from Vanderbilt. Jeff Thomas from Miami. I I would take the kid from Ohio State. All right, we'll go with that Austin Mack, like Ohio that. State. I'm cool with that pick. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good school to bet on late in the round, in the late rounds, right? I agree. I agree. Okay, the draft has been completed. All right, we got the grades are in. Grades are in. All right, let's hear how we do. PFF. We got a 37.5 for uh, Becton, 22, which is interesting. That is interesting. Considering he it seems like he slid a little bit. Uh, that might have to do with positional need and whatnot. The fact that the Vikings do have a starting left tackle already. True. Uh, but good grades. The next three picks: Gladney seventy-three point five, Justin Jefferson seventy-seven point six, and then from ninety-three point four. Again, that's kind of the default grade for a quarterback right. falling. Um, and then the rest of the draft was graded pretty much all slightly above average: sixty-threes to sixty-fours. Uh, the trade 
So the first trade the Vikings did uh, with Green Bay, which, again, you're probably not going to be able to trade right. <laughs> with your division rival, but the premise of moving back up into the first round for a third first-round pick. Uh, we got a 59.1 grade for which is just slightly below average. Uh, it okay. says the Vikings will win this trade 49% of the time. Okay. And then <laughs> the second trade, second trade, a uh, lot more favorable, 77.8 grade. Uh, receiving the 96th pick and the 30, 138th pick and then giving away 89 and 219 to Kansas City. Yep. So overall, a 72.0 grade. Is that better or worse than we did last time? So that is better than last time, if I recall. I think we were at 66 last time. Okay. So both drafts are above average. Uh, this one graded slightly better, according to PFF. Okay. So let's go through – we went through the picks now. We went through the PFF grades. Let's go – um, before we wrap up here, let's go through kind of what we did that we thought we did better than last time and then potentially yep. anything we did worse than last time and then we'll just – which draft would you prefer if you were a Vikings fan? So okay. starting well, with starting with the things that we did better than last time. Yeah. Okay. So obviously this time uh, didn't even risk not getting a tackle. <laughs> right. <laughs> we addressed that immediately. Uh, 22nd overall, Mickey Becton. Slid down a little bit farther than maybe some will expect. Uh, Vikings grabbed him. Now, and then, you know, right away, grabbing a corner. And so, from that perspective, this seems kind of realistic, right? I mean, Vikings are going to grab a corner in that first round. It seems like Zimmer's going to want that. And then you address offensive line. Um, The nice thing, so this is, again, this is reminiscent of 2013, right? Vikings had an extra first-round pick with the Percy trade, and then Spielman moved back up right. at the end of the first round for a third first-round pick and grabbed a receiver. In this case, also a receiver. Uh, that time it was Cordero Patterson. This time, Justin Jefferson. Uh, so the Vikings will walk away. Which, by the way, this would be a very exciting Thursday night. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. That's what I'm – I would so, love that. You so how much that fun that was? Just for, just for fanfare, having three first-round picks. Um, and they were – so that, so in 2013, it was Rhodes – uh, three Floyd and then Cordero Patterson. You got Becton, Gladney, and Jefferson here. That they went fun one, night. one, and one the last time. I'd take one, one, and one again, honestly. Yeah. So overall, so biggest take the biggest obvious one is that we fortified the offensive tackle position. Everything else, I think, about our strategy, we didn't go too far off, except for. The right. thing that we did lose as a result of making sure we did get that offensive tackle is we did lose positional value at cornerback. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get two great cornerbacks. Instead, we got one great cornerback and then a couple guys that m- probably both don't pan out in the NFL, if we're being realistic here. So you you trade – is that a trade you're willing to make? I mean, I think – yeah, I mean, we did it. So, yeah, but, like, I think that's – I think that if you can get, if you could tell me that you have a potential starter at offensive tackle, a cornerback, and wide receiver coming out of the first round, versus you get two cornerbacks, one's a potential starter, or both are potential starters, and a wide receiver who's a potential starter. I think you take the diversity given this Vikings team, and given the fact that, I mean, if you can kick Reef inside, all of a sudden your offensive line looks okay. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, I. Okay, so one of the things I'm looking at is the so last time, you know, what we tried to do was basically get four guys that can contribute right away, right? Right, right. And I think we did that with Mims, Gladney, Arnett, and Biadish, right? Right. Um, four guys that, I mean, I don't know how well 
you know, Beatrice has the injury history, uh, but we know that Gladney and Arnett would contribute based on just simply the lack of cornerbacks on the roster. Right, I would agree. Um, and then Mims, obviously, a receiver. So here, I don't know if the Vikings accomplished that. Um, because we took the quarterback early. Because you went quarterback, plus that gap from pick 30 to 96, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, no second-round picks there. So you kind of waive that fourth immediate contributor by getting three guys in the first round. Um now, obviously, the caliber of players you get there in those top three picks is much higher than um, the Vikings did last time in our other mock drafts. So you kind of have to balance that out a little bit. So which but... one would you rather have, ultimately? Which draft class? Uh, I'm looking at the other one here. Um, I do really like the Jake Fromm pick, the more I think about it, because, <laughs> I mean I... – that's kind of the I'm difference not, I'm maker not, here. I'm not as much of a hater uh, on Sean Manning as you are. I know that. But you are. the idea of kind of grooming a quarterback who does have a similar skill set to Kirk for what it's worth. Um, and, and he was like the first name that came out that the Vikings were talking to. Yeah, right. So they clearly like him as a fit. Um, I think I like the second draft better. I think I do. I do too. Uh, for slightly different reasons, I think. I, I honestly, I look at when I look at the wide receiver position. I would personally, I, I would rather have Justin Jefferson than Denzel Mims. So that to me yeah. is a win. On on that, we get Gladney again. So you get two guys that I really like at those two skill positions, and then kind of just as like a a sweetener. But ultimately, it's it's way more than that. You get the offensive lineman in the first round too, and you can feel more comfortable with the potential of that offensive lineman than kind of what the Vikings have been dealing with as of late, with the exception of Brian O'Neill. So I think getting potential starters at those three positions and three players that I'm very confident in too, um, relative to their, you know, their NFL floor, I suppose. That's Um, the thing too. I think you get three guys that can make immediate, like an impact, right? It's not just guys that contribute. These guys can make an impact. Um, And the thing with Becton, he might not be a starter right away, but you have a long-term answer and someone that can kind of, you know, push Riley Reef a little bit too. Um, Absolutely. Or potentially kick him inside as well, which we, that we've also, heard about. That's a yes. real report that's been floating around for their, honestly, for two years now. So um, I, I think that, I think the second draft is the one I'd rather have as well. Um, ultimately it, it comes down to just the fact that you might have three pieces there that are potential starters for, you know, five, 10 years with this organization. So, um, I like the I like that class. I think that it does everything the Vikings need it to do. And to me, the difference maker is just whether or not you like Jake Fromm and whether or not you believe that he has potential to be a franchise quarterback. Which I think he does have potential, and he's certainly better than Sean Mannion. So those are my easy answers <laughs> that's to the criteria. why draft a quarterback. I know that that's the most controversial pick, and really it's the swing pick. Because if we don't draft him there, we theoretically could have gotten another cornerback. We could have gotten you know a wide receiver. Um, you know, there are various other moves that we could have made, uh, but in this scenario, Anthony Harris stays, and I think the Vikings get three starters out of this out of this class immediately, and potentially four if Fromm pans out, and you let Kirk Cousins walk at the end of his contract. I mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I think that this is ultimately is kind of uh, that would be a uh, you know kind of a, a a big big win for the Vikings, and I think it's something that as a fan, it would like you said, ton of fan service on Thursday night. Um, and that would be fun. That, that would be, be really it, fun. It would be a lot of fun. You're getting ready to wrap up for the night, and then, uh, boom, Vikings have traded back up at the end of the first round to grab one of the premier receivers in the draft. That would be fun. 
That would be fun. All right, then. Well, that wraps up uh, our show here. We hope you enjoyed the two mock draft segments that we did here. Uh, let us know what you thought in the comment section below on the Daily Norseman, or feel free to reach out to either of us on Twitter or uh, submit your you know theories or whatever it is anywhere else that um, you know this kind of that kind of thing is done. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. I think is cool now too. Uh, you know. To do your thing with that. We appreciate it. Um, and you can watch us on YouTube if you want to do that as well. So um, make sure to continue to follow the draft content leading up to the draft on, on the Climbing the Pot Pocket Network. And also don't forget to go out and buy Jordan Reed's draft guide. It's a major help uh, for those of us, for those of you out there who are making content and for those of you who just like to enjoy it. It's the most complete draft guide you're going to find on the market for less than 10 bucks. So um, Make that a priority for yourself, uh, and hopefully Thursday night goes well for the Vikings. We'll be back next week to discuss um, whether it did or not. So thanks for listening, folks, and we will catch you guys next week. Oh.